0: plushcare.com slash weight loss from decrypt media this is the decrypt daily and my name is matthew diemer today on the show we catch up with ledger Wallet, facebook they're serious about the metaverse and nfts in instagram that's coming up today on the decrypt daily good morning everybody welcome to the show today is monday december 20th 2021 Really quick, if you would, please email me, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Tell me, what kind of show do you want me to make in 2022? And I want you to tell me exactly what you think. Take out some parts, add some parts, what you're interested in, what you're not interested in, the flow, the length, the style, the music, the levels, the everything that you can ever think of about the show, because I want to tweak it just a little bit for 2022, make it a little different, Add things that you want to hear. Take things out that you don't want to hear so we can create the best show moving into the new year. Again, again, email me, MatthewAaron at decrypt.co. Now, to those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 1036 Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $46,122 down, 2.5% and 24. Ethereum is at $3,820 down 3%. Binance Coin is at five hundred and thirteen dollars, down almost four percent. Tether's in the number four spot, and Solana is at one seventy one, down six point eight percent. Running off the top ten, we have USDC, Cardano, XRP, Luna, and Avalanche. Total market cap we're at two point one five trillion. A BTC dominance of forty point six, and an ETH dominance of twenty one point two. And now it's time for coin of the day. And our coin of the day today is ranked number 96 on CoinMarketCap. It's called Bora, B-O-R-A. It's ticker. It's price today is 95.5 cents. It's down 6.6% in 24. It's market cap is 822.5 million. Fully diluted, 1.15 billion. It's all-time high price is $1.66. It's down 42% since then, a month ago. And it's all-time low was 0.006 cents. Said two years ago, it's up 15,000% since then. You can buy it on BitThom coin one and up bit so what is bora bora describes itself as a decentralized entertainment platform that distributes digital content and provides incentives to participants the project is a layer 2 platform with an erc 20 based dual token system so if you go to their website you'll see a couple games on there some kind of basically it lacks information for the most part um Not too sure what it does, because we we just heard it says it's a layer 2. It's an entertainment platform, blah, blah, blah. But when you go to the website, there's really not much there. So if you don't know what it is, you probably don't know what it is. And you won't know what it is until you start playing with it and using it. It's actually quite weird that they don't have much more on their website. Anyway, it's number 96 on CoinMarketCap, Bora. It is number 96 on CoinMarketCap, so they must be doing something. I just don't know what it is. Let me know if you know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. And for Monday, we have a conversation. I talked to Ian Rogers, who is the Chief Experience Officer at Ledger. And, well, we catch up. We're good friends, and we decided to pop them on just to catch up to see what Ledger's doing. Enjoy. Ian Rogers, Chief Experience Officer at Ledger. How you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you. Nice to see you. Good to see you, sir, as well. Uh, there's a lot of things going on with Ledger, and this is why you're here because, well, I was reading some news lately. Ledger is making a huge pivots in what they do, what they offer, and I want to hear directly from
1: y'all. Well, I mean, we keep doing what we've been doing, which is make, making you know the best hardware wallets on the planet, the only ones you know that that, that actually you know protect you with the secure element. You know that's getting more and more important with more and more people doing self custody. You know when you have the CEO of, of the biggest exchanges saying self custody is the future, and you know lots of newbies running into NFTs and doing primarily self custody. You know if you you know your listeners know that if you're doing self custody, you need to have hardware, and then if you do your research on that you know you know that, that ledger is the is the hardware wallet that 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 you want because it's Actually got a secure element and you can know that 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 what you see is what you sign. But on top of that, you know, we're trying to just give people access to more services. You know, I think if you look at the last 10 years of crypto, it's been about buying and, and holding. And you know, the old use case for a ledger was, you know, you get some crypto, you put it on a ledger, you put it in your closet and you know, NGU. Um, but I but I think that more and more it's becoming, you know, a, about what we do with our crypto every day, whether whether it's you know, dealing in the world of DeFi, NFTs. Um, you know, just interacting, you know, buying and buying and, tra- and trading and no selling, let's be honest, but, you know, certainly buying and trading um, and we want to do all of that, you know, from, from hardware security. Uh, so we're just trying to integrate all of those services. So we've built a developer platform. You know, we also support, you know, really more chains than, uh, than, than anyone else out there. Um, but again, on, on everywhere, people want to do more, right? So it's just trying to integrate all of that functionality, Uh, into ledger live and and into the platform overall
0: well you guys are also launching a debit card is that correct
1: correct yeah we're launching a a credit card so you'll be able to you know spend crypto so it's a true crypto card you know you don't have to convert to fiat first it'll convert at the the time of sale um that could be stablecoin of course um you know which is again if if you know if you're like me you're not you're not selling your crypto but the idea of getting paid um straight into my ledger and having that go kind of automatically into stablecoin and crypto is is you know for me a great a great way to DCA right you know every time I get paid I you know I DCA? Put it in, uh, dollar cost average gotcha you know so so to buy um, you know to buy to buy regularly I mean I think you know one of the best strategies and and I, I don't I'm not the only person that would tell you this you know for for buying crypto is to buy, buy weekly, Um, you know, and so you could just sort of take your, take your, your paycheck and have it go automatically, um, into your ledger where, you know, you, you take some amount of it that goes into savings and that goes into crypto. You take an amount that goes to spendings, you put that in a stable coin, you know, your credit card, you know, just spends the stable coin and then you use the crypto as overdraft protection. Like to me, that's the vision, but we've also made it so that, um, your crypto can be a line of credit. So you know you don't you don't need to spend anything. You just have your crypto as collateral, and as long as you pay off that that debt within thirty days, then it's just just a credit card, um, you know, that's using your crypto as, as collateral. So you know it's a pretty a pretty full function card. You know we 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 you know we really do believe in this bankless life, and you know we we've got the the payment rails that we have. And the fact is, with a credit card plus what I just described, you know you're you're kind of you're living in that in that bankless world in in twenty twenty two.
0: That's very interesting, you know, because I've actually been thinking about and reporting on uh, different companies looking at your crypto as lines of credit. And I feel that you guys have maybe a step up because of you are now your self-bank, if you will, and you have Ledger Live, you have your Ledger wallet, uh, your Nano, your Nano S, your this whole kind of ecosystem. And now you're talking about Credit on your crypto using your crypto as collateral and that's already on your ledger that's already in your live. Uh, I think it's a pretty cool, interesting ecosystem that you're developing. What do you envision the future of that ecosystem to be?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I, I think you know what, what we envision is we believe in a world of self custody and security. Um, so you know for, for us it's you know you've you've got uh, you are your own bank. Um, you know your your value is safe on the blockchain, and you know you you need to um, you know. But then you you need services to go with you know the value that you have. So you know with with your with your ledger, you know as long as you have your your twenty four words in a in a secure place, you know you're you're really quite secure. Um, and then the question is. You know how do I work with that, and what do I, you know, what, what can I do on top of it? And so, you know, being able to, you know, buy easily, buy regularly, um, you know, trade when you want to, to rebalance, um, etc. Work with the world of NFTs. See, you know, see your NFTs. Um, work in the world of DeFi. Um, do staking. Do lending. You know, it's kind of the full spectrum of things you want to do with your crypto, but you do it from a center of gravity which is based on both self custody and security, and also privacy. Um, you know, and I think, you know, as much as possible, you can be as, you know, as private as you want, um, with your ledger. Now, the moment you start interacting with some services that have KYC, okay, well now you're, you're, you know, you're giving up some of that privacy to get access to those services, but that's your choice. You know, it's your choice to interact um, with those services. It's not, you know, it's not part of ledger. There's no login to ledger.
0: Last question I have for you. And I think this is a very timely question because we're having a lot of conversations here in the States, as you know, about legislations, regulations, stable coins, cryptos, and so on and so forth. One of the things that people are, or regulators are thrown about is whitelisting your wallets. Would Ledger be opposed to, or welcoming to, having to force or obligate holders of crypto in the United States to whitelist wallets? And would you help facilitate that? Or is that something that you're kind of like going to be hands off on and just say, if the regulators- uh, Forces to we will. If not, then we're just doing our thing.
1: From our perspective on this, you know, we're we're agnostic to you know the chain, the service, uh, etc. We'll need to do what we need to do to operate in you know in a jurisdiction. Um, you know, from our perspective, we would certainly prefer that the consumer doesn't have to go through these steps, which are you know as we know you know kind of theater in terms of actually keeping keeping people safe. Um, you know, my personal opinion is that so much of this stuff is like, you know, airport security, again, it's security theater. Um, you know, we taking we, off we, your um, shoes, right. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, okay. You know, it, it's a huge inconvenience for people who aren't criminals. Um, you know, you, you but because of the, you know, the very, very, very small percentage of people who are criminals, you treat everyone like they might be a criminal. And I, and I think that that's really unfortunate. You know, we'll we will you know need to do what we'll we'll do what we need to do from you know to operate you know in in you know in jurisdictions um you know. But but generally speaking, you know, we're a safe you know safe safes are gen you know banks are regulated safes are not um you know. So so you know generally speaking, it's going to be at the service level that 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 you know interacts with us, not at the kind of hodling level. That's that very
0: sense. interesting. I really like how you said that. You're not a bank, you're a safe. And I think that's really, really interesting. Now you're going to have to make me go and down the rabbit hole of how safes are regulated. <laughs>
1: exactly. Well, and I, I don't believe they are.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, have, I don't know. There by has the to be some sort is, of standard for them though, right? If the there are safe is, crackers.
1: If, well, we, And by the way, our, our, our ledger devices are also certified and they're certified as... You know as as hardware for security so you know they are they, they are what they exactly what they are and they're and they're not what they're not now a new class of item though is connected safe which is what ledger is
0: got it ian rogers chief experience officer at ledger thanks for coming on the show but before actually i do have one more question explain experience officer
1: oh, that's a great question you know um it was really pascal gotier our ceo who gave me this title um and it's because in, at Ledger, our, um, our goals are security and, and, and ease of use. And you know, to Pascal's point, he would say, look, when you buy an Apple phone, you're not really just buying a piece of hardware. You're buying an experience. You're buying into you know, the Apple ecosystem and everything that it offers. And that's what we endeavor to be as well. Like When you buy a, when you buy a Ledger device, it shouldn't just be, oh, I'm buying this piece of hardware. You know, we've all done it. Like You buy the camera and the camera comes with that crappy software. You know, you really bought the camera and then you got to use the software because, well, that's what they gave you. But what we what we really want to do is to have this great experience, much like Apple does, where, you know, you have this this great connection between software and hardware. And in the end, what you're buying is this complete experience, um, the experience of safety and security.
0: Love it. Love it. Thank you, sir, for coming on the show and talking about Ledger.
1: Great. Happy to.
0: Moving into some headlines today. Facebook, they're serious about the metaverse. Why? Because they paid South Dakota Bank $60 million to acquire their trademark rights. I guess it was called Meta Financial. Well, they don't want to have any kind of conflicts. They want to own the meta name. And they said, hey, we'll give you $60 million for that name. And they said, $60 Okay. Okay. Here you go. Trademark lawyers are thinking that this is a power play. Basically, they're saying we're paying $60 million for Meta. The idea of Meta, the name of Meta, we want to be the Metaverse, and nobody else can be called the Metaverse. This is what it looks like they're trying to do, because they also snatched the at Metaverse handle from somebody on Instagram, which is also owned by Facebook, which is owned by Meta, without explanation. Basically, imagine being on Instagram, at Metaverse, and then it's just gone, and they said, "Hey, nope, that's mine." Which makes me think that they might need some NFTs for these handles or just put these handles on a blockchain. How could you snatch somebody's handle? Well, Facebook wants to make sure that it is the one, the only metaverse. Moving into Instagram, actually, the CEO at Instagram said that the social media giant is actively exploring NFTs. Nothing to announce yet, he said, but we are definitely actively exploring NFTs and how we can make them more accessible to a wider audience. I think that it's an interesting place that we can play and also a way to hopefully help creators. And so the CEO of Instagram said this, and it makes me think that Instagram is like the perfect place, one of the perfect places for NFTs. But what would they do with NFTs? Would it be uh, NFT drops? Would it be just uh, using it and supporting it as a wallet or an exchange? Or could you NFT just basically any content that you put on there so that when people pass your content around, as a lot of people do, and they engage with your content you get paid for it, or at least get credit for it. That would be great. And if you need further proof that NFTs are becoming a thing, sportswear giant Adidas made $23.4 million in a single afternoon from its debut into the Metaverse NFTs. The collection's phenomenal sales over the 24 hours propelled it into the top of the leaderboard of the hottest NFTs projects in the world right now. The drop was a collaboration with Board Ape, Punk's Comic, and G-Money. Okay, so but here is the interesting caveat to this, because if you're in the crypto space, there's nothing that goes smoothly and you just have some normal news. Well, they were limiting these NFTs drops to two NFTs per person, two NFTs per wallet or account or whatever you want to call it. And well, they had 10,000 tokens and they put 380 to hold on by the partners of Adidas and, you know, G-Money and Bored Ape and so on and so forth for future events. So it means that there was 9,620 NFTs to go to the public. Two per customer. Well, somebody rigged the system, hacked the system, and got 330 NFTs for himself or herself or themselves. How did they do that? Well, they circumvented the cap by deploying a custom smart contract that generated 165 sub-smart contracts, each with a unique address. Therefore, if you were able to mint two NFTs per address, that person just scooped it up. In the silliest news I've heard in a long time, and it gets sillier, wait till the end of this. Just just wait for it. Over the weekend, Radio Shack confirmed a pivot into decentralized finance, or DeFi. Yes, DeFi. Radio Shack DeFi. On Radio Shack's website, which I went there myself to check this, make sure this is true and nobody's bullshitting me and pulling my leg. Their website now reads, We will be the bridge between the CEOs who control the world's corporations and the new world of cryptocurrencies. Uh huh. Their website touts a partnership with Atlas USV, Universal Store of Value, a DeFi protocol that allows applications to be built on top of it. RadioShack DeFi aims to begin with creating decentralized exchange, a DEX, in the vein of Uniswap or SushiSwap that taps into the liquidity pools. Brantley.f tweeted Eerie. How much RadioShack launching as a DeFi platform late in this bull market is like Kodak reinventing itself with BTC miners and an ICO in late 2017. So, when do you know the top is in? Well, you have these kind of weird pivots. But really, when do you know the top is in? You see Ty Lopez come into the news of crypto. And wait, I didn't say anything about Ty Lopez. Oh no. Here's 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 the kicker. Ty Lopez owns Radio Shack. I bet you didn't see that coming. Ty Lopez owns Radio Shack and is pivoting Radio Shack into DeFi. The top is in, y'all. The top was in. I don't know if we're going to get another run after this because this is very, this is literally what I look for when I know that we've just have to wait another four years. Hopefully we don't for another big run up and new all time highs. But Ty Lopez has now took his company, Radio Shack, that he bought in 2020, November 2020, he acquired it and is pivoting it to DeFi. This world is a clown world. Full stop. And finally, I want you to read this as an opinion piece by editor in chief Dan Roberts. And I've spoke about this on the show many, many times, and it's one of the things that really pissed me off. You can't run from brands, and so Dan wrote an opinion piece called "Will Brands Ruin the Metaverse?" And I will say absolutely. Why? Because they ruin everything. No, I'm not just okay. Let me take that back. Let me just tread lightly here. I like brands. I like companies. I like things. I like having the brand associated with quality. You can know what you're buying. You know what you're getting. Yes, but even in the metaverse, we're going to see it plastered. And in the physical world, there's limitations. You know, big billboards only can be so big. They can't be floating up in the middle of the air. They can't be just right in front of your face every time, every moment you walk. Wait till the metaverse, when there isn't physical limits. You're going to have Pepsi and Budweiser and Nike and all kinds of brands just everywhere. And it's going to be like walking into an advertisement. I can, I just see this happening. And it freaking pisses me off. And I'm trying not to cuss because I want to make this friendly. So you're rolling rolling around in your SUV with your kids in the back. And you're dropping off to school. And you're listening to the Crypt Daily. And I really appreciate that. But this is going to be... We really need to make sure that these guys are, are kept in check. Because it will absolutely just be oversaturated with marketing and branding. And well, right now, the metaverse and the gaming world and the digital is an escape from reality, but we won't be able to run from it very soon. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And go to my website, Deemerforcongress.com And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone, and stay safe out there.